And from there, um, if you're interested, you join us. There's no auditions. Um, there'll be an opportunity to check in with me individually so that I can get to know folks and learn what their singing goals are, what their goals are to, for the organization, or if they want to get involved in other ways. Um, so yeah, lots of opportunities to, to get involved. Great, thank you so much. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about Transpose, ways to connect or ways to get involved or um, is that about it? Um, yeah, um, transposepdx.org has a bunch of information on it on how you can join us, support us, um, learn more about us um, or, or get involved by volunteering. Um, and so any of those ways are super groovy and I'm just excited to to meet even more folks in the trans community here in Portland. Well, it's just been such a pleasure um, having you on trans, uh, a trans positive tonight. Thank you so much and um, good luck with your uh, fall season. Thank you so much, Emma. Thanks. You are listening to KBOO Portland on 90.7 FM, K282BH Philomath on 104.3 FM, and K220HR Hood River on 91.9 FM. Do you believe in the importance of community radio? Of course I do. Then show your support today by donating online at kboo.fm and help us meet our fall fundraising goal of $80,000. We can only get there through the support of people like you. So donate at kboo.fm or mail us at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97214. Give a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member today. Thanks. Davey D hanging out with you. First of all, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to KBOO, KBOO. I appreciate that very, very much. I appreciate all those who have supported our show, Hard Knock Radio. What we want you to do is be an active listener and be a part of this community, to be a part of this radio station, to be a counter to the corporate dictates that often determine programming on big commercial radio. 877-500-5266. Let me say that slowly. 877-500-5266. This is your opportunity to uh, hold us accountable. This is your opportunity to replace those big corporate-backed entities that dictate content and let us uh, be dictated by you, the listener. One, two, three, four. Y'all ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen. David D. Hard Knock Radio hanging out with you this afternoon. Talking with us is a good friend of the show. His name is Dave Roach. He's the convener of the Oakland International Film Festival. And yes, even in a pandemic, even with fires, even with uh, orange skies and all kind of craziness, he is still putting it on, which is good. Um, we need to have this. And so they're celebrating their 18th uh, anniversary on this. And so, uh, Dave, welcome to the show. And first of all, how are you doing? How have you been holding up through the pandemic, through 
you know, all the madness that we've been experiencing. I'm holding up very well in, in you know, despite everything. Family's good, very blessed. Um, yeah, fam, you know, my, both of my college students are home in their own separate rooms learning, <laughs> you know, taking classes. Wife's here doing her work. So we're, we're good. We're good. We're very good. You know, the second thing I wanted to ask you, you know, we talked about film festivals and yours and the San Francisco Film Festival are like kind of the premier ones, especially for us who are of African descent. Um, mm -hmm. Your thoughts on just the passing of Kali O'Reilly and San Francisco Internet, you know, San Francisco's Film Festival, how much of a void is that right now? Because I think all eyes on you. <laughs> you know, well, in, the, in the wake of that. Yeah, I, um, you know, we, he, it happened during his event. He passed away in the middle of his event this year. Yeah. And, um, and I think the void is really, um, spiritually, emotionally, you know, you can feel it, you can feel the energy is very different. Um, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area. I mean, we've lost someone who, who's really had so much impact, so much love for the arts and, and the you know, just the community and tying things together. Um, and he's a good guy, just a really good friend and um, really dearly gonna miss him. And um, I, I think that next year we'll really, I mean, we'll start to really fill the void unless the community kind of, you know, gathers around and tries to you know pick up where he left off. Um, you know, I, I knew his mother Ave, who who was the founder of it, and when she passed, you know, he took it over, and those were huge shoes to fill. And you yeah. know, his his shoes would be really hard to fill as well. Yeah. Yeah, Ave Montague, I think uh, blessed a lot of people with her wisdom mm -hmm. and insight and mm -hmm. sometimes a helping hand if you were doing a project. So, and, and Kali was the same way. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't have thought somebody could fill his mother's shoes, but he did, you know? Yes. So that's, yeah, he, that's... he tried, he tried. And I mean, it took years. I think he started to get into the groove, um, you know, um, and started really campaigning for more space in San Francisco to do more. And um, it's really a shock, man. I'm still shocked by it, and, you know. Right. Every time I think about it, I'm like, wow, you know, because we were we were always put comparing notes and you know referring filmmakers and and just trying to you know really just pump each other up. And it's rare that you find people like that, you know, who who really want to support what you're doing and, and vice versa. So you know, it would be it's going to be a major void um, to to fill. And, and then in the middle of all that is we're still reeling from the depth of uh, Kali, Chadwick Boseman, you know. Yes. Um, what did he kind yes. of mean um, to you as an actor of, of his stature? What he kind of, what he came to personify in the, in, the, in the many roles that were kind of significant. James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, you know, of course, mm -hmm. both most of us know him for Panther. But he seemed like just a genuine, down-to-earth guy who is really, you know, that would help give that help in hand. <laughs> I think so. I mean, and then just the connection between him and Denzel Washington, you know, it was really amazing that Denzel supported him, you know, in, at Howard University. Um, and and yeah, his I think he was just, you know, beginning to really blossom into who he would become if he had a chance to live longer. Um, as you mentioned, some of the roles that he played. Um, he played some really amazing, you know, he had such range in, in, in the characters that he chose to play or that, you know, that he, you know, the roles that he played. Um, and um, so young, you know, um, I think it was 48 years old, I believe. And, I think they said 43, you know, but. Oh, 43. 48 okay, or 43 yeah. is still young. Still, yeah, so young. And he's, and then when you look at, what he's done all the roles it's like wow he did a lot of work like you know you, like because like yeah of course panther was something that put him really on a whole another level um because i think you know a lot of people still haven't seen him you know play um play thurgood marshall right and uh, jackie he, robinson he, yes and, and he did a hell of a job he played he played jackie robinson very well you know he he, he and 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 he's 
you know, he just has a certain kind of. Um, uh, I didn't particularly like Panther so much, but that's a whole nother topic. Just because it wasn't, but but as far as his acting goes, he did his role. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, um, but yeah, I I think that there was a there was definitely a legacy of, of like the Sidney Portiers and the, you know. Uh, just even the Bill Cobb, just something that he had in him that was really going to be passing on to, to, to next generations. Real talk. Well, I, I yeah. loved him in all his roles, and you know, yes. I'm a big fan of the Panther movie, so I'm glad. Sure. It's, it's hard to watch it now, you know? Yes, um, yes, it, yes. It was really hard. Yes. My kids, I think, were just... Oh, the kids are, uh, they're stunned. so Wakanda, Wakanda, and like that, you know, people were like, what? Exactly, exactly. So yeah. let me ask you this, and I'm glad I was able to just kind of get you to weigh in on that, being who mm-hmm. you are and, mm-hmm. you know, being immersed in this film um, industry. What are you, what's happening on its 18th annual one with so much going on? I started off by talking about all the, you know, calamities and catastrophes and potential upheavals that, that, are, that are before us. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that you know, the movies are going to do one or two things. They're going to either shine a light on it or it's going to give us an escape. And I think people want a little bit of both. There's some days I come in and I just want to turn on the TV <laughs> and I just really right. want to go to literally to another yeah. place. You right. know? Right. I do know what you're saying. Um, you know, our call for films, you know, were really films that were made in 2019. And so we don't really have many stories that even deal with this pandemic. Um, but even, you know, things were rough in 2019. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but of course, this is taking it to a whole nother level. Um, so I think that um, what, like we're opening up with a film called, which is really an Oakland story. You have a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I and she's going in the, in the Oakland Unified School District. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with the MLK Oratorical Festival? I heard of it. I, I haven't it. seen okay. it. Yeah, I've, I've you know I've seen people who have been a part of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is. It. I've been a judge for it a few years. We're a community partner of the of it, and um, and it was not a you know rocket science for HBO to find the story and do it you know and and, and, and Mahershala Ali coming on to executive produce this piece wow uh, really really yeah it really highlights the the genuine um just how MLK can you know his 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 work has inspired uh, so many young folks to look into justice from a from a really from an artistic perspective and to use this platform, this stage um, for spoken word, they, 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 they've created all these very dramatic, um, you know, connections that, um, and this piece shows the, the parents behind the scenes, some of the teachers behind the scenes. And um, so it, it's definitely something that you can escape to, but it's something that you know is it, it, coming you know, like we're doing the right thing when these kids are talking about justice and freedom and, 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 you know, and down with, you know, um, you know, the, just the things that have been happening in this country for a very long time. So is it a dramatization or is it actually just showing, showing what's going on when, when the event takes place? It, it's actually show. it's actually parts of it show the, the, the stage performances, but then parts of it will show you the teacher with that one student or with a group of the students and they're rehearsing okay. so, it, so so it does so it does go behind the scenes and and it kind of shows you some of, of the different um you know just really because when you're tuning your voice up to project your voice and you're using your hands and you're using your eyes and all these various instruments to um to reach to tell the story to make people feel what you want them to feel as an artist. Um, there's so many tools that are given by these elders, like, you know, the teachers, the, even the mothers and the fathers in this piece. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it gives you, and it says, it says a different light 
um, of Oakland, because this has been going on for 40 years. Oh, I didn't realize it was going on that long. Yeah, yeah, it's been going for 40 years. This is the 40th one they just had this past year. And um, and every, I mean, man, when I'm, and I've been a judge for probably like three or four of them. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching these kids and I'm like, that's an A. <laughs> you know? Right. That's an A too. And they're looking at me, you just can't keep, you know, that's a 10, that's a 10, right? And, you know, because you got to, you know, when you're trying to judge, you, you know, you're supposed to do like, that's an 8.5 or something, or, a, you know, a nine. I'm like, hey, that was a 10, you know, because because they, they, they bring out so much. I mean, you got white kids, you got Latino kids, you got Asian kids, you got all these kids, and some of them even connect their struggle, you know, uh, being called illegal immigrants and all kind of stuff and, and borders and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of, you know, echo uh, King's message to really say that, that you know, we're, we're all human and we all need a chance in America. Real talk. So that's gonna be yeah. the opening night. And, and what that's day was that? That's the opening night film. What, that's what, the seventeenth. That's the seventeenth. Okay. And when we say opening night, which is which is really, you know, we're gonna show the film throughout the festival because it's a virtual festival this year, you know, which means that you can actually see the film once you download it for like seven days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're what what how we're connecting the schedule is that you will have a Q and A with the filmmakers uh, at a certain time, and we're and we're hosting the, those types of events on Zoom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that's going to be incredible. What are a couple other highlights that you want to, you know, make sure that we, we dial into? Well, you know, um, another, you know, when it comes to the arts, and you are talking about Kali earlier, and I'm just thinking about how we always try to bring in artists, um, you know, to perform and and, and just to kind of use different ways of, of keeping people engaged and to promote the up and coming artists. Um, when the Water Gets Deep is a documentary done by Kelly Whalen. It's a film that um, really documents a group in Oakland called Soul, S-O-L. Mm. Have you heard of them? I remember Soul, I remember them. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay, I know you because you're in those circles, you know? Yeah. Um, very positive, beautiful couple. And they've been, um, you know, hosting these events where they will have, you know, like four mothers on stage who've lost their their sons to the streets of Oakland, you know, sometimes by the police, you know. Um, and so so music has been is being used to heal people and, wow. and to connect, you know, the community and to have the community surround these mothers and, and you know, family to... Um, to realize that you know they still you know can move move on and and of course grieve over their you know their lost ones but there's a community here that really you know loves them and um, so it, it it shows those different elements um, of how music is is can heal and um, that's one of our closing that's going to be our closing film we're showing that film on the same day uh, that's the 27th same day we're showing that with a film called Mystery Emancipation the Walter Perry story mm. and, and and Walter Perry and this one of course is very you know dear to heart because Walter Perry was like a a convener like a promoter of a film festival he just held an event in Canada called Emancipation Day wow okay mm-hmm. and this event brought in all these artists they would come black folks from all over the country would come in there and, and perform and he never really got the support because he was black you know so he basically did it bootstrap you know but the event kept building up and it just kept growing and then they had some incident in Detroit it was like a race ride or something right across the river wow. and then because they thought that that might you know spill over into his part of Canada they decided to uh, prevent the event from actually you know happening Wow, and it, and it and it put a major wrench in it, and then he, um, and then he, pretty much, you know, he pretty much passed not not you know long after. So this will be uh, paying tribute to him. Yes, the Walter Perry story, Mr. Emancipation, Emancipation Day is a really, and so you have several elders who are in the film who are around a table just talking about their experience with him, and growing up in that area. And the and the all the musicians that performed and it's really well done, really well done piece. Mm-hmm. You know, you you mentioned the word healing um, when you were talking about soul, 
And, you know, and I, I've asked you this in the past, but I'm going to ask it again for the sake of people who might not know. How important a role does this, this craft play in shifting uh, mindsets? Um, how important is this craft of film, especially when it has black people um, and the sensitivities that we need? Um, how important is it to um, to uh, healing us, you know, from the traumas and challenges that we're going through? Wow, I mean that that is a. I'm thinking about the talking drums. I'm thinking about the spirituals that that we used to sing and hum um, in order to live another day in in pursuit of being free. Um, that is connected in, in our music. It's it's connected to our heartbeat, the Anayabingi drum beat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so it's such a part of of how we've been able to move that you know folks' hands were cut off for playing the drums because because yeah, sure. it because it, it was known that that it was something about that that brought us together and that kept us moving forward, and so. Um, so it, it's still, it's, it's beautiful to see so many, and as you see this film, as I mentioned earlier, when you see these kids tapping into it, I mean, just think about it. What, what really moved many of us was a book we read one day, a, a, a film we saw, a song that we could listen to, you know? Um, and of course, it, it can be in a negative as well. Certain, certain things you might listen to might not heal you, they might, you know, move you in the wrong direction. You know what I'm saying? And so it's very important that we really try to, uh, you know, uh, connect with, you know, with the vibrations, with with the art forms and trying to nurture them so that they do produce the kind of, of, of sounds that will inspire folks to, to come together and to heal and to see community and, you know, those kind of things. You know, it's interesting you talked about... Um... Um, what really inspired folks, and I think, I think me and you are of the generation where, you know, autobiography of Malcolm X was a transformative book, you know, yes. of work that you know informed people. And then in right. later generations, it's interesting because you talked about the yin and yang, you know, the movie Scarface mm-hmm. informed a lot of people, right? Right. Um, right. And then New Jack City informed a lot of people, but sure. at the same time. Public Enemy and KRS and X Clan inform people. So that would have been another generation. And then right. you move up and then you have the Pac generation. How many people were moved and inspired by Tupac, you know, That's and right. Biggie? So it's interesting. And it's, it's it, it, you know, uh, it, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what has really captured the imagination of folks now. You know, um, to me, as I get older, you know, some of this seems fleeting, even though. It resonates with the younger audience, sure. you know, like with Extension, right. when he passed, that rapper. You know, there was, you know, I was really surprised that there were so many people that were walking around heads down like, man, <laughs> that, exactly. that dude really touched me. So right. Um, right. It, it definitely seems like it's a front line um, to either eliminate or redirect the drum. And I, and I think when you have these films and with so yeah. many people coming to the table, um, in many ways, that is that is the drum, and it's going to it be is. interesting to see how 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 it goes. And when you're curating, you're the yes. you're the drum master. Well, I um, I've never looked at it like that. <laughs> but, but you certainly but are I, because you're intentional I'm, about I'm, what you're showing. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to take everyone on a journey from the start to the end. You know, and and we want to leave you in a place where, um, you know, through the partners, people like yourself, you know, we want them to know about you after the festival. We want you to know about these groups that are doing this good work, these filmmakers, um, these really good stories that often would not be seen. Um, But I want to just address something that you just mentioned about the artists. I think there's a sense of vulnerability that we appreciate in our artists. Because uh, even the brother Matt Millen, um, I'm not f- too familiar with his music, 
but my son was kind of into him. Yeah, Mac and Mill. My, yeah, Mac Miller. 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 Mac Miller, Mac Miller okay. out of uh, Pittsburgh. Yes, and so he passed right about a, a couple few years ago. Yeah. Uh huh. And so, so my, you know, daughter or son were like depressed about that. I'm like, who is this guy? And so they play the music and and you know and kind of like what you said. I wasn't so much into it. Wasn't really saying that much, but when they share with me what he had gone through and and how he became what some of what he became i think some of those some of those stories inspire folks to realize that you can still you might not be 100% you know like judged to be the most politically correct person mm-hmm. but there's a certain amount of of innocence in your story when you when you share your story and you cuz you know there's others out there that might need to to hear it and and hopefully they too can find their own individual will to define who they are and have that kind of strength because many of us hide behind so many things right i mean we we call ourselves this we call it you know i'm this i'm that and then next thing you, you know but then well, who are you and and it and i think that's something the artists really uh connect with the masses with is that you can find that in you and you know keep keep searching Right. How do you look at, at this point, Dave, we're talking with Dave Roach, talking about the Oakland International Film Festival. It opens up September 17th. It's going to be virtual, which means that you can be in Tootaloo, Mississippi, and you can come to this film festival this time. <laughs> you can watch some Richard Pryor. That's yeah, right. Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Beyonce made a lot of noise. Uh, earlier this year with um, Black is King, right? And it was basically mm-hmm. a movie, you know, a short movie. And I, and, and I remember Janelle Monet did mm-hmm. Dirty Computer, which was this, you know, again, like these movies. And we're starting to see a lot of the you, musicians jump into that film thing and really three-dimensionalize their work. How do mm-hmm. you see that as, you know, from the film standpoint and and is that is that a trend that you see audiences saying, you know, I'm really checking for this now. I want to, I really want to see the long form, you know, Sun Ra, which, who actually does have a film similar to, you know, that thing where you know where I can go deeper into the art of uh, of these, um, these 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 folks. You know, I think that Beyonce and Jonelle, um are. They're uh, they're magicians in a sense of just they have a way of, of of trying to capture you with something different all the time because they kind of I think they have a vision of where they feel like the public they know where the public is and they feel like they have to do something kind of new to to keep them going higher to another place and so they'll so they'll search for a different type of art form or a new way to express themselves i was reading an article uh with with jonelle talking about and i'm not sure if, if i'm saying her name correct janelle um, janelle yeah janelle janelle, janelle, I'm like janelle, janelle. yeah well, now, now you yeah. got me all mixed up but she's also yeah. you know getting into acting a lot she has a yeah. movie coming out I think the the door in the, the same time yeah. as your film festival. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Well, she said that she said that she just she's really looking for the space where she can actually spread her roots, mm. you know. And I and I can really see that in how she's just she just grows and, and she's just you know taking all these various roles, like as you mentioned in acting. And I mean, he was, she did a great job in Harriet, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, and of course the the other one with the hidden uh, figures, hidden, yeah, figures, hidden figures, exactly, yeah. exactly. She was a lot of fun, um, and she got moves too. When you see her cut up on the stage, she got some you know James Brown kind of thing. Um, but I was also thinking about how Prince did that with Purple Rain, right? Had a yeah. whole movie, and and really even Michael Jackson was doing these longer type of videos that sort of show, you know, what what the music was kind of saying, you know, telling the story. Uh, you know, um, Billy Jean. Remember how he walk up the stairs, he steps on each square, and then he right. lights up, and he goes upstairs. And, but see, he really wanted you to understand, like, you know, this is what I mean through my music. Um, but those are great artists, I think, who 
who are, I don't want to say they're bored, but they're looking for like new ways to rediscover, I think even part of themselves. And they define that, they get that feeling when the public sees it. I think that's part of their, their, their they become almost like channels where they want us people to keep tapping into them so they can mm. keep you know sharing and and i mean and this and they're both very much social activists both of them i believe are really doing a lot of good work in the community yeah uh beyonce and uh, janelle mm -hmm. so so the question becomes does that start to put pressure on the actors do they be like you know you know because chadwick for example he could sing <laughs> yeah, he can sing. He can sing. He, 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 he had chops. But you know, I wonder if folks feel like you know, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna really have to kind of dig deep into this arena because they're merging the same way that we saw rappers and actors kind of merge for a while. Yes. And you know, now we're at a point where, you know, there are kids that I know, students that I have that don't know that Ice Cube was a rapper or that LL Cool J rapped. You know, they're like. <laughs> They're like, what? That yeah. dude, you know. Yeah, and, cool J used to be a rapper. <laughs> or Will Smith. LL was good, too. Yeah. There you go. I want to thank you. We're going to take a break here on Hard Knock Radio. We'll be right back. They go like this, bitch, you decide your future. Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Like this, bitch, you decide your future. Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Yo, you ain't never come around in my casa. I know, but you don't know the pain of my raza. Just came to paint a picture. I'm the man with the paint in the pickup. I'm the one with paletas, the agua, the piña, the coco, the mango, the guava. You don't want to mess around with my squad. We are the rebels. We are outlaws. I came up with a couple of gods who always kept a nine in the glove of the Dodge. Koran in the right hand and left middle finger for them jump out boys when they went up on the squad. So we a John Jackson born faction. Hold the world hostage. When the cameras depart, that's how you know imposters. If they ain't no seeing in them boys, a double cross you. Why they gorillas out at midnight toss a molly? They go like this if you decide your future. Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Like this, if you decide your future, who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? In my experience, only the illest shooters can properly transition to leading a crew of shooters and shooting along with them and getting arrested with them. And if it come down to dying, you dying along with them. I know, homie, but I would never follow you to battle if you never seen an armor light right at you. And you can never tell me what the neighborhood in need of. If you ain't never lived inside the neighborhood you speak of, we gon' like this. If you decide your future, who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Look, who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Like this, if you decide your future, who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? It's the police with my every breath. Conscious rappers living life like fairy tales. I grow close to the depth of jail with every step. I sold a piece of my soul with every piece I sold. We come from EBT, Roman noodles, and pizza rolls. Magazines for sources of trouble to make sinners fold. Long as I got work falling off the clock like hickory, dickory. America, this is history. Drillers, killers in the headline. You ain't a revolutionary if you never did fair time. Caught in the side of, but you wouldn't kill a fruit fly. Real life, three open cases so I can prove mine. Jesus was in Chicago, he probably game bang. AK, lift like CT, Fletch up, maintain. Lead us in the students are same mom. Single mothers living next to other range mom. Like this, if you decide your future, who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Like this, if you decide your future. Who are yeah, the leaders? Yeah, who are yeah, the shooters? Feet up there on West Florissant is flourishing. Revolution in the air, thank Ferguson. Unnamed shooters on the front line, serving them. Police had to retreat these streets, burning them. Time passes, what came from the ashes. In the aftermath, who paid, who casting? I don't see those faces that was masked in the actions. Caught them all these blacking. Let's get yeah, it cracking. Yeah. One time for the Angela Davises, two times for a side of Shakur. Exercising my rights to carry, bitch. What you think all the guns is for? Rather go out standing than down my knees. I'ma shoot a motherfucker than cry. 
keys, shake it off, reload, back on the front line. Time to wake that ass up, cause it's the crunch time. It go like this, bitch, you decide your future. Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters? Who are the leaders? Who are the shooters?
Isolation as a treatment is punitive, destructive, defeats the purpose of any kind of rehabilitation efforts, and harkens back to the medieval times. There is no justification for such treatment unless your purpose is to dehumanize and destroy the mind. Prisoners are entitled as a constitutional right to fresh air, outdoor exercise, recreation, and educational programs while in solitary confinement. Which brings me to this point. Secretary Wetzel has minimized the five weekly phone calls to once a week and five free emails vouchers to zero a week. Furthermore, Pennsylvania Department of Corrections Secretary Johnny Wetzel is noncompliant and utter contempt by defying the Center for Disease Control, new protocol guidelines, wherein it states 225 to 250 people can congregate amongst each other by wearing their personal equipment masks within the specified number of persons. Secretary Wetzel is currently disallowing the inmate population, both top bottom tiers combined, consist of a total of 108 to 112 inmates per block from congregating both top and bottom tiers together, which is a striking departure from the CDC's 225 to 250 inmates. Secretary Wetzel is arbitrarily and deliberately delaying the total of 108 to 112 inmates from congregating and depriving us from receiving two hours of recreation outside of our cells during the morning afternoon and evening hours. We end up receiving three hours of recreation instead of six hours because Secretary Wetzel has engaged in subterfuge by making a sub-rosa pact with the Correctional Officers Union to keep all PADOC prisons operating under these limitations by continuing to subject us inmates under the newly revised administrative custody solitary confinement to three hours per day. Secretary Wetzel is arbitrarily and deliberately delaying the total of 108 to 112 inmates from congregating and depriving us from receiving two hours of recreation outside of our cells during the morning, afternoon, and evening hours. We end up receiving three hours of recreation instead of six hours because Secretary Wetzel has engaged in subterfuge by making a sub-rosa pact with the Correctional Officers Union to keep all PADOC prisons operating under these limitations by continuing to subject us inmates under the newly revised administrative custody solitary confinement to three hours per day, punitively with impunity. The underlying reason Secretary Wetzel previously provided us with both five free phone calls and free email vouchers was due to the implementation of social distancing that the prison population was prevented from having contact visits in the first place. We prisoners are being denied meaningful educational work programs under the PADOC's imposed administrative isolation confinement. As a result, prisoners are spending a substantial amount of time inside their cells, dormitories, in absolute idleness. Such unbroken inactivity increases boredom tension and frustration, which in turn promotes incidences of violence. The evidence reflects that idleness of this magnitude destroys the human element, internally escalating into suicides, a host of medical problems, and hurt people hurting people. I'll depart with this final thought by James Allen. They themselves are makers of themselves by virtue of the thoughts which they choose and encourage that the mind is the master weaver, both of the inner garment of character and the outer garment of circumstances. And that, as they may have hitherto woven in ignorance and pain, that they may now know to weave enlightenment. For Prison Radio, Bryant Arroyo. These commentaries are recorded by Noel Hanrahan of Prison Radio.
a genocide, romanticizing the theft and bloodshed that made America the land of the free, to take a black life, land of the free, to bring a gun to a peaceful fight for civil rights. You are desensitized to pulling triggers on innocent lives because that's how we got here in the first place. These wounds sink deeper than the bullet your entitled hands could ever reach. Generations and generations of pain, fear, and anxiety. Equality is walking without intuition, saying the protector and the killer is wearing the same uniform. The revolution is not televised. Media perception is forced down the throats of closed minds, so it's lies in the headlines and generations of supremacy resulting in your ignorant, privileged breathe the same and we bleed the same but still we don't see the same be thankful we are god fearing because we do not seek revenge we seek justice we are past fear we are fed up eating your because you think your so-called black friend validates your wokeness and erases your racism that kind of uncomfortable conversation is too hard for your trust fund pockets to swallow to swallow the strange fruit hanging from my family tree because of your audacity to say all men are created equal in the eyes of god but disparage a man based on the color of his skin do not say you do not see color when you see us see us we can't breathe the inside of lockdown America. When one considers the social implications of COVID-19's rampage throughout America, one must recognize that its greatest impact was upon perhaps 80% of America, those who were in what is now called lockdown, unable to leave their homes except to shop for food or if an essential worker to work. Millions of Americans had an intimate opportunity to experience lockdown, which for singles or some elders was a strange form of solitary confinement. For many people in America's prisons, 
general population, also known as mainline, became close to solitary confinement. For prisoners, jobs, education, recreation, and gyms became shuttered areas off limits to people deeply habituated to daily or regular access to such activities. As for solitary confinement, it was this in large strokes. But here was solitary with a difference. The difference? This kind of solitary had no release date. Therefore, many prisoners are still in this form of solitary with no cutoff date to date. For how long would COVID-19 reign over the land? No one knows. The idea that some prison official will, anytime soon, yell all clear is laughable. The nation may see 200,000 deaths in the next few weeks, and perhaps over 6 million cases. So, the coronavirus is alive and well in America and in the nation's prisons. When COVID-19 first struck, activists believed it heralded a time of mass releases to rival mass incarceration. It seems they underestimated the state's addiction to prisons as a political staple, not to mention an economic mainstay. What this really means, however, is that many prisons have become more than solitary confinement units. They have become, in the time of COVID, new death rows. So the question is not how many folks will get sick, but how many will die. The fear, anxiety, and distress is off the charts. For Prison Radio, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. These commentaries are recorded by Noel Hanrahan of Prison Radio. What does it mean to be sheltered in place if the place you sheltered in don't feel safe? And how do we become so qualified to judge and chastise and lose the ability to empathize with those who don't feel safe inside for whatever reason? You know, you sometimes ain't got the luxury of feeling safe at home when you ain't got a safe space to call your own. No privacy, no courtesy, no bed, nor peace of mind. You're grateful for a roof over your head, but that's not where everybody spends their time. So by this time, you're already mastered trying to stay out the way. And you already overheard chatter about not overextending your stay. And trying to find resources hard without a computer or Wi-Fi. Plus, employment opportunities are scarce and local businesses are boarded up. So you're being honest with yourself, asking, like, why try? And it's not that everybody who's outside right now is even trying to be selfish. You know, some don't even want to be outside. They're just trying to avoid the insult of being displaced inside. You see, there's a lot of uncomfortable going on. And despite what you see on your timeline, not everybody's dancing to the same song. You know, some are dancing to the tune of loneliness and some ain't dancing at all. Some have their phones glued to their face and some ain't got no phones at all. No homes at all. No clocks on the wall. No time at all. No TikTok. No selfies. No hashtags. No memes. No statuses with complaints about how much food they overate. You know, some are still trying to find a meal and some are still trying to find their meal. I saw a broken car glass on my run around the block today. I must got a lot running through my mind today. Probably an indicator that I need to be still and pray but the fact is we are all in this together and the ones who judge and leave without love must not know no better the world's lungs are under attack and we're wasting precious breath on judgment conspiracy theories about the government remember we don't all have the same privilege when it comes on to access to information and we're not all watching the same station and after 10 years as an administrator in special education i can tell you we all learn different matter of fact it's time for a deep breath it's time for a reset Creatives, be gentle with yourselves. It's okay to take a break. Your value as a person is not defined by the art you create. Some of us are called to be light and all of us are called to be salt. Preserve your well-being. Let love and kindness be your currency. Let Christ's compassion lead the way. And despite what economists say, empathy is the new wave. And it's the same as the old one too. It's all cyclical. And if you believe that money makes the world go round, then yeah, this standstill can be scary. But there are those of us who learn to speak without talking and move without walking. This is a journey to the inside. No more sweeping it under the rug. That rug is filled. And yes, the pain is present, but the love is real. So, today I'm going to be patient with myself. The goal is to be present, not perfect. 
And parents, you don't have to be perfect. This ain't no normal homeschooling. Your children can feel the world's stress. And under such circumstances, no one learns their best. And you are doing your best. And might I add a damn good job? And so are our essential workers too. And right now, I'm going to say a special prayer for our social workers and educators too. And all the folks doing food accessibility work, I see you. Three black chefs in Meadowview, I see you. And I thank you from the abundance of my heart. And for our families with loved ones behind bars, I know this season is hard. So I don't want to offer any platitudes or throw any out-of-context scripture your way. And for those of us who've lost loved ones to the virus, we lament and pray. We are experiencing a collective grief to a scale none of us have ever seen before. Be gentle with yourselves. Do not harden your hearts. It may be Christ knocking at the door.
seven FM. If you're able, please go to kboo.fm forward slash give to make a contribution in support of the critical work of community radio. Thank you. KBOO.